And now, Rembert explains. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Rembert Explains, season one, episode five. Is this the this is big? Finale? No, this is the this is the penultimate episode of okay. the season. Got one more. Okay. Got All one right. more coming All in. Right. Uh, and I am here with a friend, a colleague, um, star of the show, Blackish. Um, <laughs> I wish. I wish. Maybe. Let um, me write that shit. No, a uh, columnist from the Washington Post, Clinton Yates. How are you, Rem? I'm good. I, what, what else do you do? I, I, I only remember one, and I always forget okay. like the other seven I things. write columns for the Washington Post. Yep. I talk on the radio for WTOP, yep. a station locally. Sometimes I host my friend Bill Press's national radio show. Boom. And sometimes I go on TV to talk about stuff. Dude loves news networks. Dude, dude likes the camera, likes the the keyboard. Yes. Uh, before we start talking about stuff, I need to introduce a beautiful thing that has come <laughs> to my life. Uh, it is this. Look at this thing. This is a. It, it's a New York City subway that once you open it out the box, someone like me can tag and make it look like. It's in, like, Breaking 2 or something <laughs> like that, given to me by Clinton Yates. I bring gifts, you know? The guy is Santa, and I I don't have anything to <laughs> bring you, which is rude. It's fine. It's, like, kind of rude, but, you, I mean... Here's the deal. When, when, when the studio blows up and it's going to be, like... All sorts of props. I just want some street art oh. relevance. Yo, that's season- I, need, I need a street art component. Yo, season two. Season <laughs> one's like real grassroots. Yeah. Season two, budget goes right. through the roof. You move from .gov to .org, oh, yeah. .org to .com. Is oh, that yeah. what's going on? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be big. I, uh, you know, just got to make sure that gets greenlit. That's season two. If I come back, I might draw on it myself. How about that? Because you got, you got skills in that. Yeah. We're going to talk about some of the big sports stories mm-hmm. of the year. Exciting cool, depressing, whatever. Yeah. But before then, <clears throat> I want to go back and forth, talk about maybe one or two things that we either independently are into right now or have been into this year or aren't into anymore. And <clears throat> the one that you just brought up to me, which <laughs> I, it's, even though you brought it up about five minutes ago, it's still blowing my mind. <laughs> it is the re-emergence of... The god Chris Humphreys. Look, he plays for the Zards. And when the Wizards signed him, I was like, thank God. Because... I, I, what? Listen, listen. This is post-Kardashian. Post, post people aren't watching him play basketball. He is the secret weapon. That is my nickname for him. I love him. He's my favorite player on the team by a wide a te- margin. A team with John Wall. Wide margin. Wide margin. He's a basketball coach's dream. Why? Watch his footwork. Watch his positioning on the floor. He's not a shot blocker. He's not necessarily going to take the ball. Mm -hmm. He's out here getting you off your spot so you throw (laughs) up a brick instead of putting it through the hoop. That's how he plays. He's got the – it's like – it's like the old man YMCA game, YMCA game <clears throat> encompassed in a player that can actually move around. He's not super athletic. Yeah. But why is he getting like eight, nine boards a game? You know, he's just tall. He's, and he touches the ball. He's like, James Naismith's dream. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and when you look at a team like the Wizards, they've got a guy, they obviously got Wall who can get up and down the floor, and he's a floor general. You've got Beal, who can clearly shoot the rock. Yeah. You've got the veteran presence in Paul Pierce. You've got Nene and Gortat as sort of your power players. Glue guy, Humphreys, right there, coordinating, matriculating, all of it. 
It, it's it, it, if you actually watch it, okay, it'll blow your mind. This involves me actually <laughs> watching the Wizards. <laughs> yes, ISO cam, which on I Humphreys. which I I need to because something weird has happened where my Hawks and your Wizards are both with a capital E elite <laughs> so far this season. This is true. I actually went to the Hawks game where they smoked the Wizards Just last game. Guess who didn't get any minutes in the fourth quarter? Secret weapon. Guess what happened? Lost. Lost. Exactly. You know what? I'm into Humphreys also. Why? I mean, what's to lose? I have nothing to lose. I just, you have to, I mean, I don't have to tell this to you. It's not like you weren't of the the internet. Right. I just, I thought post, post Kardashian, post Kanye kind of completely sunning him, mm-hmm. telling him like, I could have, I should have had Jay drop you from the team when he was on the Nets. You know, just petty. Right. Petty grown super man petty, stuff. Super petty. That I like, might have laughed at a lot <laughs> at, at the time. time yeah. At the time, I might have. But I'm glad that he bounced back from that. I'm glad that he didn't let that get to him forever. He got, he got another contract. He got another contract. He's, out, he's just out here going to work every day. <clears throat> which, how can you not respect that? Eating, eating glass and dishing the ball down low to Martin Gortat, Polish Hammer. That's all he does. It's all he does. And what I... Well, Hammer. What I what I like about him the most actually is that <clears throat> you're right, you're right. His entire identity was not consumed by the Kardashian machine. Like it wasn't during, nor after. And if you like, if you really want to get into this, if you, if you rewatch those those shows, like when he was on, when he was like a, a castmate on, yeah, when he was a castmate on the show, he was you know <clears throat> he wasn't really he was never really playing the game. You know, and you're like, okay, you're doing this, but it, it never really seemed as if he was like, I'm really actually into this sort of glamour part of. Yeah, he was like, hi, Cam, like, what do you need me to do? He's, right. <laughs> you know, like, I'll, okay, right. I'll, I'll go. Right. Okay. A coach's dream. <laughs> See? Showing up, See? doing what he's all, told. All comes together. Being a part of the show that will be successful. Hey, not a glory guy. Yeah. Not, here, not here for glory. He's, he's, if he was here for glory, he would have done whatever it took to stay. With Kim Kardashian. And, and the Nets. Or, and on that or, show. And, or, yeah, whatever. Right. See? No, he's here for success. I'm a fan. All right. There's one other thing that's also topical that, weirdly enough, you aren't into, and it's throwing me for a gigantic... <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what to do with this information. I'm glad that I got a little heads up about it. Right. You telling me that you, you aren't ready to listen to this D'Angelo album. No. No. You wrote called a, Black Messiah. That, by the way, is a completely unbelievable thing. You wrote about this and you, you mentioned that it wasn't exactly a surprise album, which was no. a good point. You know, it yeah. was something we had all been waiting for that kind of showed up on time. It wasn't like the Beyonce, like, like no. no one knew Beyonce was making an album and she was right. just like, and then boom. blessed you with 45 videos that you couldn't <laughs> handle. But your, your, your point was correct, which is that it came right on time, speaking to a moment of cultural relevancy in this country that <clears throat> is very important. So for me, as a man that is not in a relationship, I'm not really ready to hear D'Angelo sing. See, I'm, I'm 33 years old. My first experience with D'Angelo was as a high school student. Okay. So Boo Jams take a very important piece of how I sort of approach boo jams. what I like, hashtag what, boo what jams. I'm doing, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and so certain boo jams identify boo jams. Cer- certain <laughs> certain parts of my life. Yes. You know, what I don't want this album to become affiliated with that time in my life 
where I was not where I necessarily wanted to be on a romantic level. Where you were things about love so much. Where you were making the you were burning mix CDs oh. filled with boojams. Oh, talk and intersplicing clips from movies. I had and, and, yo. I, I was had, all about. That. I had like a syndicate. I, yes. I, I had. I was like one of the few people that had like the. <clears throat> The double CD burner yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh wow! Because I'd go okay. to my because my mom had it at her office, right? And my mom like had to work uh, late. She was like, move. she was like, do you mind if I like work? I was like, mom, work all <laughs> night. I, I gotta move this work. I got, <laughs> I got fifty CDRs right here, <laughs> and I gotta show up at nine a.m. Right. with product. Bless, bless the people. Oh I my was, god! I was just pushing, like, get some See, mixes. People don't know about that 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 single parent life. Where they don't know. You gotta you got, go you got, everywhere. You gotta occupy your kid and you gotta be everywhere. About D'Angelo, though, my point there with that is that certain people, there are blue jams and then there are people whose, like, sort of ability to communicate love through music, I respect fundamentally. Okay. Beyonce is probably number one on that list. Okay. D'Angelo <clears throat> is, I mean, I can't really think of anybody in my life who. For whom I'm some level of a contemporary with. I mean, I'm not. You know, you got to start getting into people like Al Green. What about like Maxwell? Maxwell. Okay, see, Maxwell is closer to D'Angelo. Is closer to D'Angelo, but Maxwell. <clears throat> I like Maxwell. Yeah, but Maxwell as a cultural force doesn't rise on the same level that D'Angelo does 100%. for me. And so there's part of me that sort of feels like, until I'm in a space where I can really digest where that guy's coming from, because his story of you know what happened to him and <clears throat> everything that's gone on in his life is one that I really, really respect. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to approach it like reading a tweet, <clears throat> excuse me, reading a tweet, reading a magazine story. That's a, like a full-fledged book that I want to be able to knock out a weekend for and completely feel. Yeah. And I haven't been able to do that yet. The holidays are all hectic, you know, holiday parties all over the place. Like, I can't just throw, <clears throat> I can't just throw D'Angelo album into that mix. I will, that, <clears throat> that does make sense. What I will give you is, so the album came out at midnight, mm. East Coast time, right as I was getting on a red eye to come to the East Coast. Oh, okay. And so I had like this <clears throat> block of time where I was not going to be online because I just like, yeah. I'm not trying to <laughs> be on my laptop in the middle of the right. night. Like, I just need to sleep and go to the <laughs> yeah. office the next morning. But as I was like try- downloading the thing on iTunes, I saw people on Twitter like live blogging like every song, and I was like, "This is unacceptable." <laughs> I was like, I, can- I-, "I, I was like, I am not here for this." <laughs> yeah, right. So I had, <clears throat> so I had this like the rare five hour uninterrupted time offline, which is so, unplugged. Like, I- I'm not saying rare like I like like rare like seriously not doesn't happen doesn't happen a lot when you're awake right. And I listened to it without knowing anyone else's opinion for like eight hours. Well, see, that's perfect. And it was it was actually perfect. That's what I'm talking about. And that's the level of respect I'm trying to give to D'Angelo. I'm not I'm not just trying to hear a couple songs and then be like, oh, yeah, that's what I remember about my life during the holiday period of 2014. That's <laughs> yeah. not you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's going to be bigger than that to me. So I'm going to make sure that I give it the space to do that. I respect that, which <clears> is a. Pretty good segue, because one thing that we've both 
been are we we can't help but be concerned with because it ta- it, it takes over your your real life your iCal your your email inbox everything it's just holiday parties and it's it it belongs in the family of things that you shouldn't complain about because anytime you get invited to something it's flattering yes <clears throat> you know it's not like oh uh, like i really wish less people wanted me around yeah it's not jury duty it's not jury. It's duty. not jury duty. Even though you get paid for jury duty, right? It's true. Yeah, but I mean, come on. But it's <clears throat> terrible. The thing about holiday parties is that they're in the family. You're right of things that you should be happy to be a part of. Yeah. But <clears throat> nobody really respects the exclusivity of how do I explain this? People, everybody expects you to come to their holiday party. Yes. You know. Yes. And you're like. You think you're the only person throwing a holiday party? And yeah. you're, you think you're the only person that thought that this would be a good time to throw a holiday party? The best holiday Because they're parties, only like six days. Right. The best holiday parties happen on the off days. They don't happen on like the Friday night before Christmas. That's True. like the one that you sort of plan, but you really are expecting yours to be the most important. And that's hard. Yeah. Because that's when the most are. And you're thinking, am I really going to be in a situation where I'm party hopping? For holiday parties, I don't want to have to do that. But, like, it's... I was looking at my Friday-Saturday, which is kind of, like, the last gasp yeah. effort to do these... Sort of non-family-related things. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to, like, be in these Ubers all night. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm about to... But then it's like... Here's the other thing. It's... It's... You... If I know on Friday I'm going to go to three to four holiday parties... Oh. How do I rank them? Who who do I? Because I'm almost I'm almost saying the one I go to last typically is the one I think is going to be the, the biggest turnup, right? Or the one you want to be at last. The one I want to be at last. So that's kind of like if I show up, to, if I I'm just I probably shouldn't say this, but like if I'm at your holiday party at like ten, yeah, like be insulted because <laughs> I'm bouncing. <laughs> Right. No, like, I, I get that. But, but I also don't have to go, but I want to go. I, but it's also like, I'm I don't totally know if that's you. my end game. I'm totally with you. And to me, the way to solve that is you just got to make sure that you have one memorable moment at each party. <laughs> it's not, it's, you know, it's not the, oh, let me get here and talk to everybody. It's, I'm going to talk to one to two people that I actually care about seeing. Is it this moment? Like, yes, boom, it. Super, super, super Graham, out of here. Yeah. Because then people aren't as offended because you showed some level of interaction with what they're trying to do. Now, personally, where I really have the most issues is when the, like, work, personal sort of both, sort of non, mm-hmm. those are the worst. Okay. Because you're kind of like, well... Are you going to be offended as a colleague if I don't go yeah. to your holiday party? Or are you going to be hurt as a friend or some level of both? And that gets very tricky. Because it's almost saying like, oh, you only think of me as a colleague. Yeah. You don't think of me as a friend. Yes. There's so many mixed messages that get sent <laughs> around holiday parties. And I really want somebody to own, own that brand. Because now it's also one of the few things that has completely been left to the auspices of people's homes. Like you don't really see a lot of like club or like television holiday parties. Like why 
I'm, I'm here for a variety show. You're not talking about the like the company holiday. Party. No, I'm You're talking about, about like, like an actual social event. Like I'm surprised that there aren't more just just things like that that are sort of themed, you know, non-denominationally, mm-hmm. just to just celebration. You don't have that. Let's we should do that. The holiday. We should do that. I'd do it. Do I, I mean, mean the middle, like meet somewhere in Jersey, throw we, it. <laughs> Philly. <laughs> Philly holiday party. Philly holiday party. Hit up Corey. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and just say, hey, look. Come to this. Mm-hmm. It'll be when I, I mean you know, you pick a time that's not otherwise occupied. Maybe yeah. middle of the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. Before an NFL game. You're thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking because I want people to be able to be friends. And the holidays are stressful enough as is, I and mean, you have to start worrying about whom you're going to break bread with. I know. That's when everything breaks down. And then, like as soon as you get somewhere, you're already thinking about the easy, the, the 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 least insulting way to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. It's just, it's so much. It's too I, much. I think if I could give any advice, it's just like, you have to go, if you are the thrower of a holiday party, you have to go into that situation knowing that it, none of it's personal. No. Yes. It, that's exactly right. None of it's personal. That's a good point. Because as the thrower, you've also probably been there or probably are there any other night where you're like, I want to go to that. But like, also every... Every holiday, it's not like all these holiday parties are on like one long street. No. It's like I gotta get from over here. No, there's a then I gotta get to over here. Then yeah. I gotta get to over here. Like there's logistics. It's, it's like it's hard. It's hard. It's, I'm like getting worried just thinking about it right yeah, now. Yeah, this is a stressful conversation. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. Let's, let's, let's move but on. Yeah, but they're they're fun. Yes. So you want you want to go to them because because they are fun. I actually found myself making sure I was on a holiday party list. Because okay. the one I actually want to go to... I can't I had, believe you almost forgot to bring I, I, that I, I, had, I had botched, and the iCal's got to be too much. Eventbrite, just overload. Yeah. But I found my way back onto the list, so I'm good now. I, I don't know how I feel about the Eventbrite holiday party send out. I think, I think if you're doing a holiday party, I... There was a limited number of people. <clears throat> I, want to get, I, I want to get a BCC. <laughs> okay, so you are offended. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't want to... I don't know. I, I want it. I wanted to. I want to know my name was inputted. Like I don't just. I don't. I don't want to have to like click a so RSVP let me, let button. Me, let me explain this to you. Okay. It was an it was an Eventbrite on a BCC. So like, but, but because I got the BCC, I sort of assumed there was no need to click the Eventbrite, which I was wrong. You about. were wrong about. You were very and wrong about that. And another person had invited me in informally to this party, but I didn't realize there was a formal list. And until I realized it was a formal list, I ended up awkwardly having to ask some other person who was not the person who initially invited me, but was the person who sent the BCC. Long, complicated story. Fair I'm on the list, But it's tricky, you know? How you manage those channels of communication it very much affects how people deal with it. 2015, anytime I throw a party, I'm making phone calls. Yo, old school. Leaving messages. It's going to be like, hey, like, I want you to come to my party. <laughs> can you come? If not, if you can, call me back. <laughs> like, I'm That's not, a good idea. I'm not... Right, no documentation of all this foolishness. No. Just tons of missed calls. No Sony hack, none of that. I don't want anyone in my... I'm in, down, it. I'm down. Call me, I will answer. Yeah. I never answer my phone. Yeah, me neither. I hate, I hate I, talking I, I com- I've completely forgotten how to even do that. I have no <laughs> it's idea. useless. So yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> now that we got that out of the way, I want to talk about some, some high points, or just some, some points of interest in this year mm-hmm. related to sports that you found interesting, that I found interesting, that... We're really the, as someone that's making a bracket, I'm doing this bracket of who won the year. I've kind of done the, the whole 
Are we in the Sweet 16 yet, so to speak? In your mind? In my mind, I have. In my mind, I have it all. Your bracket is complete. I haven't written any of it. Okay. <laughs> but I know who wins. Right. I know who loses. Uh, as a spoiler, someone that's in the bracket that I want to talk about that you want to talk about is Monet. Monet Davis. Yes. The wonderful pitcher who stole all of our hearts in the Low League World Series. Sports Human of the Year. Sports. Yeah. I. Shout out to Sports Kid of the Year, but also she's sports human of, like, the decade. Which is she's inc- incredibly obvious. And I remember, because I, you know when sometimes there's a wave of something that hits, and you catch <clears throat> it right before, and it allows for a moment of genuine sort of love for something that makes yeah. you feel differently than people just shouting on the mountaintops, which was, I was sitting in the office one day watching, because this is what I do, Yeah, watching regional finals for the Little League World Series. Yeah. This is before the World Series. This uh-huh. is when they're playing in wherever, and it's just, you know, your mom and your dad sitting in the crowd. And I was like, what? And they're just showing this girl warm up in the dugout. And it's like not a necessarily a huge part of the story at yeah. that point. The, the story is about whether or not her team is going to win. Yeah. And they brought her in, and she just smoked everybody. <laughs> and I was like... Uh, are y'all watching this 13-year-old girl on TV right now? Because yeah. this is about to happen. Yeah. And then it happened, and you were just sort of like, when I was 12 and 13. You played baseball. Yes. Shout out to Northwest Little League, my oh. coach, John McCarthy, greatest baseball coach of all time in my personal life. Um, you know, the, the world that I was consuming was one of shoe polish, pine tar, yeah. and baseballs. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> my entire physical... Life was consumed by simply trying to execute the tasks on the field. Uh-huh. If you'd asked me on any level to throw responsibility in there, okay. huge fan. Just, Im- <laughs> just imagine that. Im- imagine having another layer of stuff to think about. I, I just, I don't know. And so to me, adults can't even do that. Right. You know, we're sitting Grown in here. Grown up adults cannot even handle that. We're sitting that. in here BSing about Eventbrite's, you know, yeah. and Monet Davis is changing the world. And to me, that. Like, that's what I sort of enjoyed most about the scenario was that she understood everything and was like, y'all are the fools, you know? Yeah. And one of the best things I ever heard her say was when somebody asked her if she ever gets tired of the media pressure, she just said, no, I can always just say no. Like, and walk away. And I'm like, like out here learning. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, I can do that? Oh, my I'm God. like, wow, Monet, great call. You know, she just, it's not my responsibility to take care of what you want. It's my responsibility to do what I want for me, and that's what I'm going to go do. And that, to me, is, in the end, the most admirable thing for the world to take away from her. Because, no, nobody's going to be as skilled as her at throwing these heaters. Just, and nobody is going to be as adept as her as being who she is because she is her. But if you can take something from how she... What she teaches, I'm preaching to the choir here, I know, yeah. but I, I don't know. I'm just incredible poise, incredible sense of responsibility, an incredible sense of being able to understand moments while still staying within herself. I, she's great. And it's, it's one of those things where you can't – I feel like there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a skill that is appreciated in society of, you know, good media training. Mm. Like that's something because a lot of – People in the spotlight haven't haven't taken that to be something that's important yeah. necessarily, but you can tell like over the over the course of like the huge press wave that she had, 
she got better at it. Yeah. But there was also, she wasn't answering things the way, like, a media coach would yeah. want her to. Yeah. Which is such an amazing gift to be like, you know, like, yes, like, I'm not saying anything that's irresponsible or bad or anything. Like that. I'm just, like, go figure. I'm answering things just really honestly and yeah. earnestly, <laughs> yeah. which is... Unheard of. Which is like, what... I was having a conversation the other day, and it was about like, how there's there's still some cynicism that that makes its way into my brain when I watch athletes and very famous people respond to things mm-hmm. because I want to always believe that it's from the mouth and the brain and the heart of the athlete. As opposed to the team but or the PR all team. All these people right? have yeah. teams, you know, that are... Their their main goal is brand <clears throat> maintenance and, yeah. you know, doing anything it takes to make sure you don't hurt the brand. Yeah. To watch a a teenager, a young teenager, pull this off in a way that you want all of your big celebrities yeah. to do, <laughs> it's it's incredible. It really you know, is. like to 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 watch some of the big bigger athletes say things over the course of, you know, Sports history say things like, I'm not a role model. That's not my job. It's like, there is a literally a 13-year-old who understands this better than you. Yeah, no, it's... It's It's not like, it's not what you want. It's like, this is like, she, like you said, she just got the moment and she handled it in a way that a PR team could never, could could never manufacture. not, Not even close. Like that moment when at the World Series, throws out the first pitch. Guy hands her the ball in front of the mound. She takes the ball, goes onto the mound, throws the heater, leaves the mound. <laughs> you know, and, like, it's, and it's like it wasn't. A, but that's that's what she's about. Like, no, no, dude, this is what we're going to do, yeah. and we're going to do it well. <laughs> now, please get out of the way. Yeah, because I have a yeah. uh, ball to pitch. Right. Thank it's, you. Nah, she's great, and I, I just think overall, if you think about how that how that goes forward, you know, she wants to be a basketball player, and you know, women's sports. Still have such a such a people seem to want to equate some level of feminism with the role of women's sports in the sports world, and it's not congruent. Yeah. You know, as much as people are becoming more aware about the rape cultures, the paternalism of society <coughs> in in the sports world, there is a ton of work to be done. Oh, and it's arguably a, a, a far harder task. Because everything is happening in the context of these games. But if you find somebody, you know, who can actually sort of rise above that, I think you're going to be able to see a lot more equality when it comes to how we feel about athletes overall and not just sort of men versus women. It's it's Because it's still right there. Yeah. It's still, it's like, right well, like, prove to us you can... Prove to us as men you can do it as well as us. Yeah, basically. That, that, that's still kind that's, of how, you know... Sports that have, you know, like a men's side and a women's side happens. It's like, it's like until you make it to us, it's not legitimate. It's right. not legitimate. And so if she grows up to play in the WNBA, you're gonna be like, oh word, that was that girl that was mowing down Joe Schmo from Kokomo. Yeah, you know when he was 12. Yeah. So you can't act like she couldn't do it against y'all because it happened. It was. On TV, you know, yeah, remember, like, you know, cover a magazine. Remember, remember that? Yeah, remember, we can pull up the tape. Right, we got, we got a I lot struck of tape. you out in Little League talk. You know, like so. I, and I, I, I really love the fact that 
that's really what she wants to just she just wants to be an athlete. And that's so cool. She's the best. She is the best. Uh, um, so yeah, Monet. Monet is the best. Kind of the opposite of Monet um, have been the the year we've had in owners and management of oh. sports teams. It's been. I can't think of another year where the the people that don't play the sports have gotten so much more attention than the people that play the sports. It's true. Like b- b- between a Goodell, a Snyder, Sterling, a Sterling, you know, um, your boy from the Hawks, you know, Levinson and Ferry from the Hawks. You know, and then, you know, it's not, I mean, it's not all bad, you know, then, you know, someone like Adam Silver, who's become kind of the, the, the Superman, the Goodell's Bizarro, <laughs> kind <laughs> of, you true. know, trying to just like <laughs> prove that a commissioner can bring yeah. good into the world. It's, it is, I think it's taken some of the, it, it, it it's shown how murky and, and, kind of terrible that the whole world between players it's and made, coaches it's and made management. it harder to like sports i mean yeah. that's really what we're talking about here is that the 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 sports fan experience in 2014 has not been anything close to what anybody remembers i mean you can get into sort of the basics of the 24-hour news cycle you know the internet, the media, yeah. and all that. But but the reality is is that people's perceptions of what the immediate power structures are as they correlate to entertainment is being challenged, and that is a very difficult thing for people to understand. And so when you say you look at like the Ray Rice situation, yeah, and you're thinking, really, really, you guys saw these videos and like went with two games, you're like, what? Wait. Forget about anything else. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? And so people start to really, really analyze why they're even involving themselves with things. And that's when the entire experience changes. And that's why the Donald Sterling thing was so relevant because he was a guy that you otherwise had no idea who he was unless yeah. you really, really cared about the Clippers. I mean, I'm talking on a national level. Obviously, all basketball fans yeah, knew who he was because the guy was just, you know. Anyway, so. Yeah. But he wasn't just a basketball owner. I mean, he owned many, many buildings in Los Angeles. Yes. And so you start to put together these real-life things of, like, redlining. Oh, this is how you <laughs> think about your, your millionaire athletes. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you feel about the, the people in your building? Exactly. Probably and, not. And, and, and so that, that, to me, was, was what was so interesting about all these owners and the keepers of the shield, the commissioners, is that yeah. people really, really had to question why do I care about this? You know, like, am I really just rooting for a piece of laundry? Yeah. Because I can get excited for my friends or with my friends? And on some level, admitting that to me as a sports fan was one of the most cathartic things ever. And that's what happened with the Burgundy and Gold. When I was like, look, the only reason I watch the NFL is to hang out with my friends. It's, it, it, it's yeah. really all that's it's That's the Washington for. professional yeah. football team. And, and because every single thing that the franchise represents is in antithesis to what I'm about as a human. So my involvement is one of shared social experience that is paramount to, quite frankly, the success of the team. 
You yeah, know, I mean, that, it's it, you know, it really doesn't matter to me whether they win or lose. I, yeah, I want them to win, obviously, because that's more fun. It's more fun to talk about. It's yeah. cool. Fun and to be in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? But ultimately, I would prefer to see the way that these structures of leagues work get a little bit more democratized. And I think that's what sort of the sunshine of the media landscape now has provided is that people really know what's going on with franchises. That, and that's that's a big change. And it's it's this world where. <clears throat> You, there's only so long you can pre- you can pretend you didn't hear something or you didn't see something. You yeah. know, like because in my mind, it's like because sports are one of the first things that humans are passionate about. Mm-hmm. You want to believe once it gets to this high level that you know it doesn't it doesn't exist in the same space as like. Like the evil corporations and like the banks and you know you all wanna, this stuff. You want to believe they're doing it the right way. Yeah, and so one thing that you know it starts off unfortunate, but then I think ends up being a net good for the future is like kind of learning what this entire world is about. Yeah, like you can't after after this year. I think it's it's near impossible to just think of sports as this like frivolous fun thing that you know gets put out to the mass it's like no this is (laughs) there are so many layers and dimensions and you know like because even with concussions people were like but but it's football yeah and you're like no because football players are humans too and like think so think of it this way (laughs) If you think of the human capital that is so invested in the sporting world, let's say you and I played on the same high school football team, Mm -hmm. whatever. Let's say I was the quarterback and you were the running back. Let's just say that we had zero plans to do anything related to football after that. Okay. Let's just say you became a bus driver, and I became a train driver. Yes. You then are directly responsible for the lives of other human beings. Now, if what has happened to your brain is not accounted for... Not your knee. On <laughs> your brain. Yeah, yeah, your brain. The organ that actively controls your actions. Then public safety is at risk. And that those are the connective levels where yeah. people... You, you, you can't ignore it, as you said. It's like, yo, it's not just about what some dude who gets paid millions of dollars, whether or not he's available on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, yeah. that, that doesn't matter. What, what matters is, from a public health standpoint, are we connecting why we like something to what we can thus be doing better for ourselves? Yeah. And I think that we're on the precipice of that. I think you're right. And like, we're, do we care about these, you know, these dudes who we, you know, draft on our fantasy football team and you know, spend all this money to see, like, do we actually care, like, whether they live or die? After Once once, once they no longer can help you and your fandom or, you know, whatever you're betting on them yeah. or anything, like, do we actually care? I, I would say that most people don't. Like, once once an NFL player retires, like, is he as good as dead? Yeah. To, like, I, wide swaths of the population? I would I'd say like, yes. And I think most people probably don't even know to identify that feeling within themselves. Yeah. You know, because it's, I mean, it's not something... You, you ever have to think about them. I and people are not used to caring about things they don't have to care about. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, Very true. it's tough. It's Very hard. True. You know, like I said, it's harder to like sports. You can pick, a th- you can pick the things you want to care about. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you uh, really can. The last 
story of the year uh, that I know you have opinions on, <laughs> mainly because you're the, I think, the first person I ever heard use the word footy <laughs> naturally, just in, like, regular conversation, casual just casual conversation <laughs> with, like, a bartender, uh, is kind of the state, the health of U.S. soccer, mm-hmm. U.S. men's soccer, after probably their most popular year yeah. to date. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling as non-confident about the state of the development as I ever have. Okay. But I am very confident about what's happening at the top, if that makes sense. When Jurgen Klinsmann first got hired, I remember thinking, bad pick. And everybody was like, why? The guy's a technical genius, so to speak. You know, he's got connections to Germany. He can get these dudes. And I said, well, the reason I don't think he should be the coach is because I think he should be the head of the federation. Like, he should be running the show from the top down, in my opinion, because the way that the global market works, and I don't want to get too far into this, but, you know, the whole promotion and relegation thing, closed leagues versus open leagues, meaning if there's only going to be a certain amount of teams in MLS, there's no real incentive for any of them to be better than the other. Yeah. Versus... If you're terrible, you lose your place in the league. You know, that's sort of a larger internal soccer discussion, but it leads to the discussion of how, again, the players develop. And if you're not in the global market correctly, you're sort of admitting off the top that either A, you're satisfied with what's happened so far, or B, you don't really care that much about the development of the game. And so where Jurgen comes in, as a German, is utilizing his knowledge of other places to simply buck the system and do it the way he wants, you know? And that in itself, you know, 20 years from now, people will look at Jurgen Klinsmann obviously a lot differently. But if you think of the way other nations do this... Positively? Do you think, like... I think so. I mean, I think so, because... If you look at the way other nations do this, let's take France, for mm-hmm. example. Let's take Belgium, for example. Let's take England, for example, who invented the game. Yes. They're not just picking up the dudes who are already good. They are mining every reasonable access source they can. Yes. And so when some guy comes from, you know, who's got half a passport, as you know, to use a phrase, from Germany or from Mexico, so be it. Yeah. You know, like, it's not, to me, I don't need to see 11 white guys who are all named, I don't know, you know, I don't know, Tommy Smith or whatever, you yeah. know, playing on the team. Like, as long as the team becomes, I think if the team starts to become a better representation of the nation, the team will get better. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that's where the growth in the game is required. And that's where U.S. soccer is sort of acting like, oh, this is really just, I, I don't know, just sort of one technical thing we're doing here or there and then we're right on top. No. Yeah. Fundamentally, there's a lot more issues with how this game works in this nation than a lot of people realize. And as, to sort of connect back to the other point, as all those kids stop playing high school football because they don't want their brains racked, yeah. you know, that's where... Or parents yeah. earlier on just stop letting their kids play yeah, football. Yeah, just like, yeah, we're not doing it. That's where U.S. soccer needs to be, like, actively moving toward. And, you know, it's still there's still a lot of work to be done in that regard. But that being said, on the uh, professional level... The guys who are making the money are doing pretty well. MLS yeah. is blowing up. Yes. They're building stadiums all over the place. I know. One in D.C. that's getting ready to happen. There's a lot happening. But my point is is that the, the business development growth of soccer 
is very good. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the player game development uh-huh. has been that good. But fans have been growing up. I mean, it's been cool to watch. Watching, watching soccer in this country over the last 15 years has become a drastically different experience. You got channel, you know, you got... You got guys that are full-time soccer guys, and that's all they do. It's all they talk about, and it's all they will ever talk about. Whereas before, it was sort of like, oh, if I go to a party and I want to discuss something that happened in a random European league, you know, you've got to have like a code word for some guy. Sniff out that person, yeah, yeah, in order to get involved in that conversation. (laughs) Now, now, everybody's talking about it all the time, which on on some levels is, is a good thing. But you know, MLS. MLS and U.S. soccer have a relationship they have to work on that they they haven't sorted out yet. Yeah. Shout out to Landon. Shouts to Landon. Went out. Like a champ. Like, like literally. Like, like a like, like a champ. Like won the championship. Not like a figuratively. Yeah. Like, like like he had a lot of. <laughs> yeah. Won the won he the chip. He just played good spare. Like no, like he won. Won the chip. Walked off. Shout out to Landon. We have now made it to the most important part Easily of the, most important part the, of the pod video Arsenio talk show. This, this is, is right. This is the point of the day where if you are listening to this, get to the video. Yeah, I, I will. I will be as descriptive in my language as I can. If you are watching this, uh, this is important. Uh, my guy Clinton uh, has some glasses because we're both in a glasses renaissance right yeah. now. <laughs> has some Warbies in his bag, and he's trying to decide which ones to I, pick. I went online. I picked out the five. They're all pretty similar. Uh huh. But I haven't. I haven't even opened the box. Oh, this I didn't. So I didn't know that part. I just brought the box here and I said, you know what? I'm gonna let Rem make a decision because you are of the of the brotherhood. You you have made the leap. I stopped. I started realizing I couldn't see. When I started realizing, I couldn't see the scores on games. Really? That I was watching on television, and I was like, wow, that's. And I was like, oh, snap. I can't see. That's so. a that's a much <laughs> yeah. safer way to learn that than the way I learned it, which I was. Night driving in one of the you know the the three lanes this way mm-hmm. this um, three lanes this way situations yeah. and it went from oh look at those three lanes of traffic coming at me to like there's just a giant yellow <laughs> orb coming my way and I hope it's on that side of me and I was <laughs> right. like you know what I'm gonna go home now I'm gonna I'm gonna pull over I'm gonna like calm down and I'm gonna get some glasses yeah tomorrow. so, so that moment when you realize your eyes have failed you is a very scary one but now but right now this is really about fashion. Not function. Ah, uh, so I love fashion. This. Let's pull, pull let's these out. All right. If you've never seen a Warby Parker box, they say good things await you on the front, That's which is dope. which is pretty cool. So I'm gonna scratch out my address here. Yeah. So that you no one needs that. People don't see that. And I'm gonna open up this box. Yo, this is so dope. All right. You did like a terrible job at scratching that out. I know. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So. The number, uh, let's start with the first ones. Okay. These are... Ooh. Those, I think Tennessee whiskey? Tennessee whiskey? They got, like, the tortoise shell situation yeah. on the top. I can't see myself, so you're just going to have to describe them. These are, like, okay, it's got the tortoise shell thing on the top, the clear bottom. You kind of look like a, a 29-year-old Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's is the look that, I like. Which is a good look. Right, that's a okay, very good these look. These are de- without say How many other? We got five? We got, we got four Four more. Four more? Yeah. These are definitely keepers. You look like you know things. Okay. All right. That, that, put, that's a good sign. Like, All right. Yeah. Okay, so that that's one. We're gonna I'm going to do these selectively. Okay. Here's These are similar. Okay. 
These are oh, they're full. They're full yeah, glasses. These are full tortoise shell. Full tortoise shell. These are kind of okay. There we go. Okay, full tortoise shell. I like these. I think the frames are kind of smaller Slightly, than the other yeah. ones. I like these more than the first ones. Huh. Okay. I like the 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 when they're really big. It look they they look like a like a conversation point. Yeah. Almost. Right. Yeah, it's like you, look at me in my big glasses. Yeah, you I'm don't, like, don't want that. I'm like Zoe Deschanel right. or something like that. These look these Being quirky. These look yeah. like oh, I actually need help with my vision, <laughs> and I got some glasses <laughs> that are actually prescription. Okay. All right. So that okay. That, that's that's good to know. Power ranking so far. Power tortoise shell, uh, full tortoise shell number one. Okay. Now these are the like, hey girls, look at me. Okay. Like I'm a wait. Let me see these. These are like, yo, I'm a guy <laughs> that I'm a glasses wearing guy. <laughs> yes. That I'm I'm so knowledgeable about glasses. This is probably my like tenth or eleventh frame because I'm confident enough to wear the ones that are kind of green. They're absolutely green. They're absolutely green. I think, I think, these are a pair of glasses you have if you have a rotation. Okay. These are not like. I don't think these work in every situation in life. Would that you, you want. say that if I kept these at the newsroom, they would be the newsroom glasses? Yes, like I don't. The I, work joints. Yes, they they aren't. Those aren't the glasses that I think you want to make first impressions with. Okay, all right, that's good. But I want to have these in the in the in in the, yeah. in the quiver, yeah. if you will. All right, so. The fourth, the penultimate pair is called Theo Blue Marble Wood. Theo? Like, you mean, like, like Huxtable? <laughs> Watch yourself. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that word out loud. I apologize. <laughs> so these are called the Theo whatever they're called. Those, okay, they're dark. They're darker than Tortoise Show, but there's mm-hmm. something going on. There's like a blue, blue streak. Yeah. If you will. Um, Rem just had to take off his glasses to get a better look. <laughs> my I'm, just, I'm just making sure like I'm seeing this right. Uh I like I like these. These they they almost are just like part of your face. Okay. These um, are the ones that I think are actually gonna be maybe the winners. Those I I put those equally with the full tortoiseshell okay. ones in the sense okay. that and it says that they work in every single situation. Right, those are everyday glasses. Now, these are the number one stunners. Are these like Soldier Boy glasses? These <laughs> are these Soldier Boy tell them. No, these are, the these are the paint? like the number one stunners. Oh like, look at look god. at my face because I'm out here. Oh my god, these are just. I saw these on the website. and I was like, either way, these, I'm modeling these. These look like like you should have like a beaker and a science experiment next to you. Um, those are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So okay. So like, these are these are ridiculous. They're, well, they're ridiculous because they 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 look like they look like goggles. Okay. Now the question is this: Is there any scenario you could see in which I would want to ever have these around? I genuinely don't know why. Because everything's wrong with these glasses. <laughs> okay. They're they're too clear. Okay. And. Maybe if they were like the smaller frames, they right. would work. But, but the they're frames also, are too large. They're also the biggest ones. Okay. All right. Okay. That's, That's all I need. I needed to be talked out of these. Uh huh. Can, I'm I, glad can that I just I put those on real quick? Yes. I just, I just, I just <laughs> want to see the situation. Could you, could you, I know. I need to see them. Right. <laughs> see, I, I could be convinced that. Yeah. No. Those are not. No. Gonna they're work. just those like. Are not gonna they're work. just not. They're, those are not going to work. 
This was a great experiment. Okay. I, All right, I, now, I think the questions have been answered and decisions and situations. And like Warby doesn't even know we're doing this. No. I don't know anyone that works at Warby. This is, this, is just, this is just me needing to know how I'm going into 2015. You Yo, know what I mean? If you're not planning your 2015 right now, it's going to be a rough, Darn. rough year. Darn. All right. Decision made. Great. Absolutely. Uh, Clinton. Goes back and back. Yes. Thank you. Of course. For coming. I'm sure whenever you're back in New York, just have you come through, talk about, yes. uh, you bring your glasses, whatever, <laughs> whichever ones you pick. I plan on doing a lot of wild gesticulating with my oh, glasses. Oh, just like, you just, know, a lot that, of that. That's such a good one. I, I can't believe I didn't do any of that. Lot, just like, lot of that. I plan on being super condescending to people like, oh, I based on the fact that I have glasses. <laughs> I'm gonna do all, all the time. I can't wait. I can't wait. Always. Pleasure. Thank Always. you for coming. Season one, episode five. Clint Yates. One more episode. It's me. One more episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes, or go to Grantland.com and click on podcasts.